Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. Today, I'm live from the Chesick Practice Center following the final regular season post conference of the year. I'm joined by some defensive guys. To my right, I have linebacker Nick Routine, and to my left, I have defensive tackle, and some would say the hero from Wednesday night, Demon Taylor. We'll start off with Nick. Nick, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. And then Demon, for you, our hero from uh, Wednesday night, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing pretty good. So we'll start out with this. We obviously talked about it in the press conference, but what does it mean for you to be in this position considering everything you guys went through last year and now you have an opportunity to go to Detroit and win the MAC? Man, to be in this position is just, it's just surreal. Like, like I just, with all the hard work that we put in and just knowing that we could do what we like, what we want, like, like have everything, like, and don't have to like wait on anybody else. So for you, your first opportunity to win a MAC championship and what would that mean to you to get it done this year? Uh, I mean, it would it would definitely mean a lot for myself and you know for my family and obviously the guys in this room. And I think it would be even more special for you know the older guys so we can send them out the right way and you know send them out with the next championship. Yeah, and like they said, it's not a huge senior class. It's going to be good because the program is very young. A lot of guys are going to be coming back. There's only seven players leaving. Uh, we'll hop into this past week's game. So demand for you. We've talked about you may not you may not listen to all the press conference, but we talk about it weekly how you know the defense they've been playing well, but they haven't gotten that turnover. What did it mean to finally get that turnover? And I mean, in the biggest spot of the entire game, what did that mean to you guys defensively? I mean, that was big because like that's that's setting an example, saying that we can go out there and get more, like because we practiced that and it's just something that we want to just emphasize a lot more. So getting that is just opening the door to go get some more. And then, Nick, for you, at the beginning of the season, you were named captain. You're obviously still captain to this point. But being such a young guy in that locker room, what did that mean to you to get the C on your – I mean, I know we don't have the actual C on it. I'll put it on in the, in the photo. But <laughs> okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. to be the captain on, or be one of the captains on the team, what did that mean to you? I mean, obviously, it was a, it was a great honor because, uh, you know, my team voted me and, and uh, looked at all, all uh, six of us, you know, as kind of those guys to help lead us. But, I mean, I don't, I don't like – think of myself as higher than anyone you know I just you know I love playing for my teammates and I love you know playing this game as hard as I can and you know hopefully they recognize that uh, each and every time I'm out there so lunch pail guy and you had one of the best quotes that I've heard in this room all season uh, at that at the very end talking about playing with your guys and all that stuff so demand for you three games left this season you guys have Western Michigan you also have to be determined and to be determined, because that's going to be figured out later this week. It could be Kent, it could be Miami. What do you want to see from this defense to close out the season strong? I want a goose egg. I want, I want, I want to show Western Michigan now um, to really show everybody that we have a really solid defense. But I know that we do. That I know that we do, even with the hiccups, you know. But we just got to. We're just going to continue to work on that each and every day and continue to get better. And then, Nick, for you, we talked a little bit about it in the press conference. They they didn't bring back all of their players, but most importantly, they have their quarterback, Caleb Ellaby, and they also have Sky Moore, who, who played against us last year. What do you see offensively that you want to make sure that they're not able to get started in order to, to get that shutout, like DeMond said? <laughs> um, I think we just have to do a you know great job of limiting uh, the explosive plays. I know last year uh, when we played against them, you know, they had some explosive players and they had some explosive touchdowns, and I think if we do a – a great job of limiting that. Limiting that, I think we set ourselves up uh, for a win. So, and then let's let's talk about what we talked about a little bit earlier with the same teams that had you guys completely defeated last year. This Tuesday, you have an opportunity to beat those exact same six teams. What would that mean to the guys in the locker room? Uh, just as like a, it's almost it's really just like a progress report. It's like, hey, this is where we were last year, and this is where we were this year against the same exact teams. I think that's big because that's just showing everyone that if you continue to work hard and continue to put in the work for it, you'll reap the benefits of it. And just continue to to like get back and get all the teams that beat us last year. Like that's really big. Like there's not a lot of teams that that, that can do that. Yeah, yeah, Nick. I think you put it perfectly in the press conference. Some of those scores were a little misleading. A lot of those games were a lot closer than the score. Uh, may have said last year, but what do you think has been the main difference to see the growth from last year to this year in the team? Um, I think last year, you know, sometimes we would start slow and not finish fast, or, you know, maybe we'd, we'd give some of the games away in the third quarter. We wouldn't be able to finish the game in the fourth quarter. And I think really just the things we did in the offseason, you know, the 
the stuff Junie put us through, the stuff Coach Hammond put us <laughs> yeah. through, you know, the, the fourth quarter Warriors, I think. Um, I mean, even the stuff in the summer. I mean, June, they, they killed us in June. I mean, I mean, it, it was a it was a lot of a lot of mental toughness that was built over that time, and I think it's it's obviously paid dividends. And obviously, you know, bringing in a guy like Rocky with that with his uh, leadership and stuff, and his 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 competitiveness is obviously, you know, one of some games and and put us in position to win every every game. So, I mean, I think that's really what it comes down to. And then I've heard from just about damn near every player that I've had on the show, including Coach Hammett, coaches as well how great of a job Coach Junie does on campus, getting you guys prepared. You guys have looked bigger. You've looked faster. You've looked stronger. You guys are winning football. Can you talk about the job that Coach Junie has done this season uh, to help you guys prepare in that weight room? And he's doing a terrific job. Like He, he stays on us about out of weight, keeping our weight up. <laughs> and uh, he just continues to, like, help get us better. Like, even for myself, like, I've gotten a lot stronger. Yeah. And, like, I've gotten a lot more better shape than I was a while back, but, you know, and he just continued to do a great job here. And we just want to, want to keep him here. And then for you, Nick, uh, one of my workout warriors, what has Coach Junie done for you this season to get you bigger, faster, stronger, ready to roll for this year? I mean, you know, there's obviously those days, uh, especially during the season, and you know, those days after you do a bunch of heavy lifts in the off season that you don't necessarily feel like lifting all that heavy weight. But I think the, the great yeah. thing about Junie is he, you know, expects greatness and and keeps the standard the standard every day. And I think that's not only paid dividends for myself, but paid dividends for our team. So I'm going to follow this one up. I know you see the game day tweets at an inch to Nicholson's <laughs> neck goal. I don't know when you got the neck goal. I know you always had like a kind of like a, a smaller one before. <laughs> yeah. But this one is like it's fresh out of yeah. NFL films. Yeah. When did the, the neck goal become part of the drip? And do we have permission to Photoshop extra inches to it every time? You make uh, yeah, I give, I give you guys permission. All right, cool. But I mean, uh, you know, just late in the season, you know, your body gets banged up. I mean, I don't know if I like wearing it. It seems like you guys like me wearing it. I mean, it's, it's it, it like kinda... builds the, the football guy persona. Like, I yeah. don't know. You and uh, Clint, I would say, if there's like <laughs> yeah. football guy standings, you top two football guys on the team. But it's, it's part of the look, part of the drip. We love it. And uh, I hope it's here to stay. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, if Clint got in it, you know, it would just be uh, the two rats on the team, you know, rocking a, rocking a neck roll. So I think that. That would be something, you know, maybe we could look into. But, I mean, it's just – Yeah, we got, I, I got to really think it, about so. it like that. We got an offensive rat and a defensive rat. Yeah, That's amazing. Definitely. So, Demond, for you, um, going into – this will be your first MAC championship game, right? Yeah. So, what, what would you like to see um, – obviously, you still have Western Michigan, so we won't look too far ahead. But in that game, what do you want to see from this team to be able to be the champs? I want to see – Everybody go out there and just play nonstop motor and just continue to attack those guys, attack whoever we play against, no matter, it don't matter. Just go out there and attack them and play hard as we can and we'll love the outcome. And then Nick, for you, uh, your first chance going to Detroit to play in the MAC championship this season, what do you think the team needs to do in order to bring home the silverware? Um, I just, you know, need, think we need to prepare like we do, you know, every week. I mean, obviously it's a, it's a very important game, but I mean, if we just keep that one and mentality each week, and, you know, lay, lay it out there, you know, not only for yourself, but for your teammates. I mean, I think whatever the result is, you can, at the end of the day, live with that. Absolutely. And then this one, a little bit more personal. For our Chicago Bears, what are your general thoughts on the season? And what do you think, as a football guy, what do you think the team needs to do to go in that right direction? Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say, you know, anything, anything too bad. I mean, I'll be a Bears fan until the day I die, but. I mean, I think we just need to continue to let Justin Fields grow as a quarterback and, yeah. you know, hopefully keep that defense around because they're not playing bad. We just we just have to, you know, put points up on the board and, you know, hopefully hopefully let him flourish, you know, for the player he is because he's he, – I think he's going to be a good quarterback. He's he's athletic, obviously. He, he can throw the ball. It's, I mean, obviously he makes, you know, some rookie mistakes. Yeah. Um, but, every I mean, every, every rookie, rookie does that. Yeah. So, I mean, he just uh, – and I hope he keeps growing because, you know, he's fun to watch when, when they're playing well. So that Monday night game was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. But like I was at it was crazy. So I was sitting in class with Braden that night. and We were talking about like situational football. And I said to him, like, yeah, like the one thing I love about Coach Hammock is like he will take every single last second off that clock and then give you the ball back. Yeah. 
I was so sad when they scored that touchdown because I'm like, we got the game winning drive from Fields, but now we got to stop them. So Definitely. it is what it is. Uh, Demond, for you, what's your uh, your current favorite NFL team or, or player that you follow closely? I like the Cardinals. I'm a big Cardinals fan. Okay. I know we a little down right now. I mean, we up, but like the injuries have been yeah, big. Injuries, hot. Like, that's Kyler like. Murray. It's it's hard to. Buy. I mean, Colt yeah. McCoy is still playing quarterback. Yeah. Like we were all like this tall when he was <laughs> when he was that good, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I like the way to, I like the. Uh, like the direction that they headed in, I just, I just hope JJ come back. I don't know if he's back. I haven't checked, but I know he was injured. I just wish he'd come back so yeah. he can just continue to go destroy the Alphas a lot. I made the executive decision to pick up uh, Mac Jones in fantasy football last night because Kyler's my quarterback. So I don't know. I don't know if he's playing, but we'll see what happens. Uh, demand for you before we wrap up here. So you still have a little bit of time here left at NIU. What are your top three goals that you want to accomplish before you leave a, a graduate of NIU? Um, you know, for uh, a football accomplishment, I'm still chasing my first sack. <laughs> oh, we're getting that. <laughs> I this get weekend. that. I get you that. got the dance ready to roll when you I get got, it. I got everything Start ready. That. I'm ready for it. <laughs> um, for academic, I would say uh, just continue to keep going the direction that I'm going in. I'm doing really good in class, so I want to finish awesome. finish with at least a three point three point four. Okay. I'm learning that range and to go out there and get this smack championship, finish it, finish it off. And then I know I may have asked you last time, but can you just tell our listeners again uh, what you're majoring in right now? Uh, communications media studies. Oh, let's go. Future future host of Husky Contact <laughs> right here, Demond Taylor. Nick, for you, uh, three goals. It's been about a year since we talked. We talked yeah. before last season, so yeah. some of those goals could have changed, but what are three things that you want to accomplish before you leave NIU? Uh, I think, obviously, football-wise, um, you know, win the MAC championship. Um, you know, continue to lead lead the football team. And, you know, continue to help us grow. Um, in school, uh, I say just finish with a degree. I'm 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 a finance major, so you know the, the classes are kind of getting hard for me. And you know, I've always kinda, that I can't help you with. I'm terrible at math. Yeah, I've kind of you know not necessarily gotten by, um, but not necessarily trying that hard uh, yeah. in school. But you know, even even this semester, you know, I've really really locked in and really had to work hard for my grades and I know that the next couple semesters are are going to be like that as well um so and then socially um you know I just want to continue to be be a person that you know people can rely on people people respect whether you know they agree with me or not I think that's a, a big part of who I am is you know just just a general respect and you know my friends and family you know just continue to believe in me so and then we'll follow it up with this. Uh, Coach Hammock had mentioned during the press conference that this is the closest. Donna said one of this. He actually said this is the closest team uh, that he's ever worked with. Talking about Ravens, talking about Minnesota, Wisconsin. What does that mean to you guys? And can you just, like, let our listeners know, like, what type of relationship this team has with each other? I mean, like I said in the, in the press conference earlier, you know, football is the, is the greatest team sport uh, that there is. And you, and you can't um, – you know, be, be a good team or expect success without, you know, being being close with the guys in the room. So I think, you know, we've done a great job, you know, hanging out with each other off the field, you know, just building relationships. Um, we, we do our, our play for um, every week on, on um, you know, the team dinner in uh, that, like, allows us to, you know, maybe learn, you know, not, not what's on the surface of our teammates, but, you know, what's deep down and, and the struggles they go through and, and what they play for. And I think that's, you know, something really special that not a lot of people really, really understand and, and get from, from the outside. I think that, that being in a college football locker room um, is really the, the most diverse thing and the most, you know, it, it's really- It's the, a melting pot. Yeah, it, it's people really, from everywhere. Yeah, it's really the coolest thing, you know, that, that you experience as a, as, a young, as a young man, I guess, a, a young person. Um, because, you know, you just get, get a ton of diversity in there and you get to learn about people from different backgrounds and you really get to step outside your comfort zone and you get to grow grow together. And I think that's something really special. Yeah, and you guys have, have grown a lot this last year, both on the field and the weight room. And, and as you guys have said in the classroom, Demond, for you, uh, what does it mean to have a team like this that's so that's so tight. Like you guys are all friends. You're hanging out with each other. And uh, I mean, if you look at any of the celebrations, it's like, we need to get Waka Flocka here ASAP to like play live <laughs> yeah. girls party yeah. for you. But I don't know, man, as a fan of you guys, every single week I look forward to that victory celebration. So what's it been like to get so close with this team this year? It's been, it's been really good because like there's something like you don't get all the time. And mm -hmm. just like, just to have this is really special. Cause I know that this team can go really far mm -hmm. and 
just like what Nick said, like we just want to go out there and play for each other. And it's not it's not really just like a selfish, like no one is playing selfish. It's just like everybody's going to play for you. But like I'm playing for Nick, you play yeah. for me. Yeah. Like I just love having my brothers back. Absolutely. Yeah. Then we'll go one final one. So obviously throughout the last year, 18 months, two years, it's been tough for everyone involved. You guys didn't know you're going to have a season last year. Obviously mm-hmm. season goes the way it is, but take me through that moment through your lens when Clint crosses the goal line and you guys are Mac West champions. I know the job's not done yet, but just to be able to see, like, you know, if we put our minds to this, we all work together, we can really accomplish some great things. Yeah. I mean, you know, when, when Clint ran through the end zone, I, I wish I would have seen him punt the ball. Um, that, that was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool. I know he was saying in the locker room, uh, he, he looked back first just to make sure there was no holding penalty. So, if, you know, before he punted the ball, if he would have punted it, uh, we would have got like 20, 25. Yeah, it would have been like first yeah. and 50. Yeah, it would have been bad. So uh, shout out to him for, you know, being heads up there. Um, but, I mean, from my point of view, it was just, it was just a, a culmination of of emotion just because, like you said, I mean, I mean, I, I wasn't here for the old staff. Um, Coach Hammett came in and, and instilled the culture of the hard way. And I think uh, a lot of us really bought into it this year, obviously. And I mean, obviously it's paid dividends. So to be from one side uh, to the other side, I think it's, I think it's special. And I think it's something that uh, all of us in the room are going to remember and cherish for the rest of our lives. Absolutely. And then Demond for you. Well, when he crossed it, it's just like, I didn't know what to do. I just stood there and like shock. I was just, and I looked at coach, coach G and I was like, man, he ran up to me. We had a big hug. And I was like, this is real. Like, yeah. like man, I was just so happy just to, Between the three of us, I definitely shed a grown man tear too. I'm just gonna <laughs> admit it. Like I'm man enough to admit it. But. Yeah, but it was it was just it was crazy. I I loved it. Like I love the feeling. And then for you, I know we talked about it in the press conference, but take us through that that play. You, get up, you hop on the fumble, you become the hero. I'm like screaming, like, oh my God, like in my family room. And then obviously all you need is that touchdown. And it was it was quick, but take us through the game-changing play, because if Buffalo was able to score there, the college overtime is crazy, no matter which way you look at it. But if you get that first stop, you usually end up winning the game. But um, like I said, uh, like it was just, everything was in slow motion. And uh, when he when he snapped the ball, I looked, I did my hand, I did what I supposed to do as a defense tackle. And I looked at the quarterback and I seen him fumbling with the ball. And he tried to like give it to the running back. Yeah. And the running back dropped it. And then it went through like three people' feet, get kicked all around. I'm like, can this ball just stop moving? Come to me, so please. Yeah, you gotta put like a magnet out there, like, uh, like the Space Jam arm to try and get it. Oh yeah, and then I seen it rolling. I just pounced on it. Like my eyes got big, and I was like, that's the ball. I was like, I gotta go get it. And Thank I you for not trying to scoop a score too. I saw someone. Uh, it was either an NFL game or a CFB game, a college football game. But the guy tried to scoop and score it, and the center just like the ball didn't even get off the ground. It was incredible. <laughs> We'll go one final one, Nick, for you. Uh, I know it was talked about a little bit in the press conference, but I like to look at it like this. You guys had the opportunity to prove so many people wrong, but on top of that, and I think more importantly, you proved your guys, you proved yourselves right. What does that mean to you guys to, you know, I know you guys don't read and hear all the stuff that's said, but you definitely do see some of it. So what does it mean to be here at the end of the day with the last laugh? Uh, I mean, I think it's obviously a, a very cool thing, you know, to prove those people wrong. But I think it's more, uh, there's more to say about the guys that we have, you know, in this building and, and what Coach Hammock has done, you know, for our team. Because he, he's brought a culture of, you know, it doesn't matter who we're playing or, or what anyone says, you know, it's just as long as we believe in this building, you know, anything is possible and we can, we can accomplish everything that we want to. And then demand for you to prove the naysayers wrong. But like I said, most importantly, prove there's probably about close, what, 80 to 100 guys in that locker room prove all your guys' selves right. Man, it's just – I'm just glad to go out there and prove everybody wrong because, like, everybody had us – they had us last in everything. Yeah. So, like, putting in all the work that we had, just – it was just an insult. So, like, we knew what we had to do. Yeah. And we just went out there and did it. I think what I got to do is uh, – because I have the pole sitting in my dresser at home. Like, when I got it, crumple it but then i'm like wait a second i always hold on to all my stuff so i think i might have to frame that frame that hang it in the louver but final uh thoughts going into the western michigan this game and then when you're done can you just let our listeners know where to follow you out on social uh yeah um i uh i think going in the western game you know 
our, our mentality each week is to go one and zero. Obviously, this week's uh, a day shorter, so I know tonight uh, is going to be like a Tuesday practice for us. So you know, we got to come out tonight with a with a good attitude and a, and a good mindset. And you know, just because we clinched the MAC West, you know, we did, we don't want to lay an egg on Tuesday night. So uh, and I know uh, after the game Tuesday we'll get some time off. So hopefully the guys, you know, look forward to really putting it out there on Tuesday and giving us the best chance to win and then getting a couple of days to relax. So I'm going to put a message out here for you guys. I wanted to get back to the team. No turkey bowls, please. No turkey bowls. Yeah. I just got invited to one yesterday. Yeah. Extremely out of shape. I know I'm going to get hurt. <laughs> please. No turkey bowls. You know that that's that Super Bowl for that guy across from you. It's like, Hey, this guy's a Mac West champ. Like I want to give him some work. Yeah. Like, enjoy the time with your family. Hopefully we get a bears win. That's usually a Thanksgiving yeah, tradition that we're there for, yeah. but uh, and then finally, where can or and lastly, where can we follow, our listeners follow you out on social? Uh, my Instagram is Nick uh, Period Routine, and um, I think my Twitter might be my Twitter handle might be Routine zero three four four. I don't know. I made. It I think when that I was a kid. that sounds about right. I made like it when I was a kid, so you won't you wouldn't say something that specific <laughs> yeah. if it wasn't right. But yeah. we'll have it in the uh, in the section or in the uh, the description for the podcast. And then demand for you. Uh, final thoughts ahead of this Western Michigan game, and then when you're done, can you just let our listeners know where they can follow you out on social? Um, just ready to go out there and play hard and just ready to get back at it, go 1-0. And, and, I mean, not really much else to be said. Just go out there just just ready to play. Perfect. Well, you heard it from the players themselves. This Tuesday at Husky Stadium, it's senior night. There's seven seniors that we're going to be sending off. We're going to be looking to send them off on the, same, on, on the right note um, and – With that being said, on the other side of this episode, I will be breaking down this week's matchup against Western Michigan. All right, everyone. Now that we've had the chance to have our interviews for today, we want to thank NIU linebacker Nick Rateen, as well as NIU defensive lineman Damon Taylor for joining the show today. On this side of the episode, I'm going to be breaking down this week's matchup. Um, Some of you guys may think, like, there's not a lot to play for. The team already clinched the West this, that, and the third, but I can assure you after talking with coach and with, with the players that they're treating this game just like they are any other game throughout this season. They still want to find a way to go 1-0 and this week, and it's senior night, so it means a little bit more. Uh, there's seven seniors from this year's class that will be playing their last game at Husky Stadium. I try to do the best off the top of my head to remember them because Coach Hammock did mention them all in the press conference, but center – Captain Braden Patton, punter Matt Ference, cornerback Zemaine March, also superback Mr. Do It All, H back, tight end, fullback, everything Clint Rakovich, as well as Tyrese Ritchie. Oh my God. Kyle Pugh is. Dude, Kyle Pugh is listed on the roster for this game. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if that means he's actually going to play or if he's just going to suit up, but that is absolutely amazing. Love to see that for our guy Kyle Pugh. I actually have class with Kyle. But like I said, in total, it's going to be Tyrese Ritchie. It's going to be... Kyle Pugh now. It's also going to be Braden Patton, Matt Ferentz, uh, Zemaine March. Yeah, I think that's about it. I have looked at this list like five times, and that's about all the seniors that I can see. But I'm a little taken aback and, like, hopefully super excited to maybe just see Kyle Pugh just get a few snaps. Maybe even if it's just, like, run down on one kickoff, like, that place would absolutely erupt. Would love to see that for Kyle. I'm not saying that I'm breaking news or that this is exactly what is happening, but I've looked at the roster every other week throughout the season. I haven't seen Kyle Pugh listed on the roster, so that could be big time. But it's important because when you look at this group, you look at guys like Braden Patton, guys like Matt Ferentz, guys like Tyrese Ritchie, and even Clint, man. Clint has become a legend in one year in DeKalb. It's going to be a great game. Western Michigan has already locked up bowl eligibility. So, I mean, there's no like super urgent need for them to win the game. Obviously everyone wants to win every game that they play, but expect a competitive game, expect a 
another one possession game, unfortunately, because I do think that Western Michigan has a really high powered offense. This is, you know, week in and week out, you see them put up crazy numbers. They're led by their quarterback, Caleb Ellaby, and the receiver, if you guys remember him from last year, Sky Moore. So it's a team that, that really likes to utilize their explosive playmakers on the outside. They like to attack deep down the field. Uh, if I remember correctly, two weeks ago against Akron, after Akron kicked the go-ahead field goal, I want to say it only took like Western Michigan like four or five plays to just pop the top on the defense and get into the end zone. So it's a quick strike offense. It's an offense that's capable of scoring a lot of points. And it's a quarterback that's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the MAC. I think something that we haven't talked about enough on this podcast, and I know we talk about him every week, but the addition of Rocky Lombardi, who is a quarterback that, in my opinion, could still play at any school that he wants. I mean, every single week, the kid does something different that amazes me, whether it's his running ability, whether it's the accuracy, whether it's his leadership, all of the above. Um, We have to be really grateful that we were able to get two absolute studs in the transfer portal and Clint Rakovich and Rocky Lombardi. What they've done for this team this season is immeasurable. And it's going to be sad to see Clint go, even though he's only been here for a year. But I know for a fact that when Clint leaves here, he's going to be in a very good spot to go to the NFL. And it's going to be great to see that because that guy works his tail off. Same with Rocky, same with just about damn near everybody in that locker room. But I truly think that Rocky Lombardi and Clint Rakovich were a big part of the culture switch because you, you, like I said, there's only seven seniors or so, so a number, something like that, that are going to be graduating this year and, and moving on from NIU. It's the second youngest team in the FBS subdivision. And it's talked a lot about by the players. It's talked about by me, other media members, but I just really think that Husky fans need to be thankful for coach Hammock's ability to recruit and for the ability that these guys show out there every game. I mean, we're going to have Rocky for a few more years. Rocky will be our quarterback as long as he doesn't want to enter to go to the draft. I don't anticipate he would want to transfer. The guy looks like he's having a ton of fun out there. So that's like my, my shout out, I guess you would say of the episode, but the addition of those two guys paid immediate dividends and you know that some of the younger guys on the team look up to them. So again, and I state this team is so young, this team is so talented and this team is going to be a force to be reckoned with. There's no reason for us to not be ranked if we don't run the table. Um, Regardless of record, Western Michigan is still a quality football team. So I don't see it. Maybe it could happen this week. I don't know. College football playoff rankings, probably not. AP and coaches poll, totally different, I think. And uh, one thing I also do want to talk about is, and I didn't really talk too much about it or elaborate on it too much during the uh, the post game was Coach Hammock, man. There's um, a guy that we've had on this show three times, and that's a guy that walks it like he talks it. And – I asked him today just about, you know, his coaching staff and those guys all resemble coach Hammock and he has an amazing coaching staff. He himself has done a phenomenal job. I know there's been conversations about him being Matt coach of the year. I want to one up that and say that he could potentially be in the running for the coach of the year for the whole nation. And this is a guy that, People in Husky Nation, the national media, the other podcasters that are just like me were calling for his job. They were saying that he wasn't doing a good job, saying he didn't know what he was doing. And that, I mean, even though the video that he shared, like, 
that just goes to show you what the national media and what the local media from the other teams in this conference thought of us. But the way that Coach Hammock was able to get his type of guys in here, he has his coaching staff, and he's doing it his way, goes to show you that this program is in the best position that they have been in since we went to the Orange Bowl. And I know there's people that will disagree with that, and there's people that will be like, well, you were a lot younger and you didn't cover the team, you don't know. The position that this program is in right now to win the MAC this year and to be competitive to win the MAC in future seasons has a lot to do with the culture that Coach Hammock has instilled in that locker room. And you heard Coach Ryan Swan talk about it a little bit when we interviewed him uh, the other day, uh, just about the different coaches that are really changing these programs. And I know I'm a little biased because Coach Hammock has helped me a lot in my time covering the team. And he's always, you know, spared an extra 15 or 20 minutes to, to chop it up or to come on the show. But seeing him from the first game that I went to, which would have been Ohio in 2019, I think, which was a comeback win, and seeing the growth that the team, the players, the coaching staff, and himself have gotten to this point is a really, really proud and exciting moment for Husky fans because he's one of our own. He played running back here, and he started as a GA here, and now he's the head coach, and he's running the show, and he's doing it his way. And hats off to the coaching staff, all members involved, for the way that they were able to deal with adversity and to continue to get high-level recruits into this program to now the players are making the plays and the coaches look like geniuses. So. We'll go, those will be like two shout outs of this episode because we didn't get really get to elaborate too much on it. But yeah, the addition of Rocky and Clint, probably the most underrated additions in the Mac this year. And the growth and maturity of Coach Hammock growing into his role as the head coach and doing things his way is why we are in the position that we are. The players have been playing phenomenally. They buy into what he's saying to trust the process and the process will eventually pay off for you all of it. And I know some of it seems cliche, but this team, nobody wants to see us and Western Michigan certainly doesn't want to see us. I know that's going to be a good game. I think it'll probably finish somewhere between 31 to 24, like 31 to 27, I would say, with an NIU win. But in order for us to win this game, we need like the exact same performance, if not a little bit better, that we got from the defense last week. I think there's no question that our offense can score any which way they please, whether they want to be a balance attack, whether they want to be run heavy, whether they want to be pass heavy whether they just want to run Rocky up the middle like a battering ram all the way down the field. Everything seems to be working out. And a lot of that has to do with the offensive line play. They are playing phenomenal football. They're moving bodies. The extensions of the O-line, so the guys like Tristan Tavis, the guys like Liam Sorhan, and our guy Clint, they're all making key blocks on the second level. If you look back at the game-winning touchdown against Buffalo from Clint. J.J. Lippy seals the edge, and there are two Buffalo defenders in his, in his grasp with the third Buffalo defender trapped behind the other two. Without that block, we don't know what happens, but I'm certainly telling you that Clint wasn't getting into that end zone unscathed. It would have been a little bit tougher for Clint to get in there. But If the offensive line continues to play the way that they've played all season, we can beat anyone. And Western Michigan happens to be the opponent this week. So I think we might see a little bit more of a a heavy run attack with the sprinkled in shots and the 
sprinkled in risks that they take down the field. But this is a game that I want to see our backs get over 200 yards combined. Like I want to see them have one of those, those performances that coach hammock talks about when he says, you know, play in the Mac, the weather is bad down the year. You need to be able to have a good defense and you have to have a good running game because if you know anything about football, there's two things that always travel a good defense and a good running game. And our running game has been lights out all year. Our defense has been some somewhat streaky, but in the biggest moments of the season, they've come to answer the call. And like I said last week on the show, your defense can give up 24, 27 points a game and still be a good defense by making plays like the play that was made by DeMond Taylor at the end of the Buffalo game. The way that teams have been able to score on us and have been able to beat us are with a lot of yards after the catch or yards after contact. They're beating us down the field and on explosive plays. Not too many times when a team has to buckle down and put together a long sustained drive against us, do they succeed? So look for Western Michigan to play with tempo. Look for them to try to get as many plays off as they can in this game as that's the style of offense that they run. Like I'm not going to say they're a no huddle offense, but they do like to run as many plays as humanely possible. And just uh, do your one of one, do your job and let the man next to you trust the man next to you will do his on the defensive side of the ball. We'll probably see some blitzes this week, like a lot of blitzes because they want to keep the pressure hot on Caleb Ellaby. And, and I obviously have no inside information. I'm this is just me doing the pod, but they haven't had the meeting yet for the game. They're going to have that meeting tonight. But from what I gathered and from what I've seen from Western Michigan throughout this season, the way to beat them is to make Caleb Ellaby beat you. And you don't want to give them you know, wide open receivers. You want to make them throw it into tight windows. You want to make them scramble out of the pocket and you want to, you know, get tackles for losses and sacks. And he's an elusive quarterback. He can use his legs to hurt you, but he has a phenomenal arm and he has one of the top talents in the Mac. So it's like I said, it's still going to be a close game. It's, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I think that probably be like a one possession game, maybe like four to seven points, something like that. And I think the way for us to win it is to play the style of football that we were playing at the beginning of the year. So long sustained drives, a lot of runs. And, you know, by the time that Western Michigan creeps down into that box, because, you know, they're like, Hey, Rocky's just going to hand the ball off again. Why don't we put an extra linebacker in there? Then you got Trayvon Rudolph catching one over your head and taking it to the house. So this will be a game that, I anticipate us to win. Like I said, I'll, I'll put a number on it. I'll say 31 to 27 NIU for the final score. I do think that the offensive line is going to play, like I stated previously in the episode, I think this is a game that will probably be more run heavy um, with the calculated shots and the calculated risks in there. And look for Rocky to have an efficient game. Uh, look for him to, because he, you know, he loves everybody on that team just as much as anyone else. And he knows what it means to send his seniors off the right way. Um, this is a game that I really knock on wood, uh, would hope that everyone is able to remain healthy and that we don't see any injuries in this game because that would just be terrible. Uh, senior night, I said it on my Notre Dame podcast yesterday, but senior night is one of those nights that as a college football fan, regardless of if you're just a casual or if you're a diehard like myself, it's something that you should want to experience. And those guys want to send that senior class off the right way. But for my key player or key players on offense, I'm going to go with that offensive line. I want to see another quality performance. I want to see no sacks. Um, And we'll say, Let's hold their defense to under three tackles for loss and also hold on to the football, but that's the skill players. So for the main goals for this week, I want to see the offensive line have a really good game. I want to see them keep Rocky's jersey, obviously, when he scrambles out of the pocket and 
and takes runs, you know, 10, 12 yards. He's eventually going to get tackled or go out of bounds. But when he's in the pocket trying to get a pass off, I do not want to see any sacks. And I think this offensive line, as they've done it a few times this year, is very capable of that. And then I also want to see them limit negative plays. So let's keep the maximum allowed amount of negative plays at three tackles for loss. On the defensive side of the ball, this is going to be a big week for the secondary. This is going to be a week that they're going to get tested early. They're going to get tested often. These receivers are very talented. They can run the entire route tree. And Caleb Ellaby can put it on. So on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with cornerback Jordan Gandy. I would anticipate that Jordan Gandy might be following Sky Moore, their number one receiver for a majority of the evening. Obviously that hasn't been, that information hasn't been released yet, but, and it probably won't get released to be honest. We'll have to just find out on Tuesday, but I really do want to see our number one corner in Jordan Gandy battling with their number one receiver, Sky Moore, as opposed to, you know, if Sky goes left, we play him with the left corner. If Sky goes right, then he ends up with the right corner. I think this is a game that you see Jordan Gandy follow him to try and eliminate him from the game completely. Calling a Jordan Gandy interception, um, that'll be my bold prediction of the show. Jordan Gandy interception, five-plus tackles, and we'll say two PBUs. Special teams, friend of the program now, John Richardson. Um, Last week was weird. The weather was terrible. The winds were awful. Hard to make field goals in that weather. But as you guys heard on last week's episode, you know, John is a perfectionist. John's a guy that holds himself to a high standard and he wants to be able to be successful in those moments. So I know he was probably very hard on himself or even more hard than anyone should be on themselves after that moment, but the team was still able to find a win. They're able to pick him up. I think this week for John Richardson, perfect extra points, field goals, all good and keep the kicks in bounds. Would like to also see a punt return or a kick return from uh, Cole Tucker or Trayvon Rudolph. So a couple more, like those won't, we won't say those are bold predictions. And two, if Cole Tucker is not hundred percent, I will say this, please don't play him. Uh, we really need him in the bowl game and in the Mac championship. And I would hate to see if he's not hundred percent trying to force it to go out there on senior night to get another win. I would way rather him be cautious and err on the side of caution and hopefully everything is all right because he has been very banged up this year. But since he came back, he's been on fire, and he's really added another element to that offense. Like I said, final score prediction will be 31-27. to 27. I think it'll probably be like a 31-20 game, and then they get the, like the late garbage fantasy football touchdown. Uh, Coach Hammock talked a lot about how they've had chances to put teams away, and they just haven't this year. Look for them to try and put this game away early and win by a couple of possessions. I did not look at uh, the betting lines as they're usually not available for these games by the time I do the the podcast. So I do it so early in the week, but probably something similar to last week, like two points, three point favorites, maybe for Northern, I would guess. And for out of state betters have at it. They've been an absolute wagon as far as, uh, covering spreads and winning games this year. I looked at their uh, against the spread record. I think it's like seven and four, but jokes to the guys at ESPN for, uh, for putting Buffalo as their best bet on uh, Wednesday. Had a little fun with that, with the gifts, but this team has everything right in front of them. They have an opportunity to go out and win the Mac championship and they have an opportunity to do it in their own style. They need to finish strong. They need to have a good performance here against Western Michigan. It's like week 17 in the NFL. You want to have momentum going into the postseason. And the way this team has been playing has been a very momentous way. They have gone on several winning streaks this season, and I don't anticipate it stopping this week. Like I said, 31-27 Huskies. Offensive key player of the game is the offensive line defensively Jordan Gandy special teams John Richardson look for him to have a great game and a good bounce back spot but it's sad this is the last regular season episode of the year went to my last regular season press conference today got senior night this week it's uh it's crazy and it's all come full circle for me because 
two full years ago for senior night was the night that I started doing this podcast and it's been a lot of fun. It's been a very rewarding experience. I've learned a lot along the way, learned how to conduct myself in these press conferences and stay trying to stay away from the swear words every, every now and then one of them slips, not in the press conferences most definitely, but sometimes on the pod. And uh, I've met a lot of great people along the way, players, coaches, the people that work with uh, the athletic communication staff, all that. So even though this was never, um, well, I won't say never because I get credit for it through school now, even though this was kind of just like you had a dollar and a dream and an idea and you put it all together, I never anticipated we would come this far and we still have so far to go. And the live show aspect of it this year was absolutely incredible. All the fatty sponsored athletes that took almost an hour out of their night, some of them twice, to come sit down with me and talk NIU football means the absolute world to me. It means a lot to this show, and it means a lot to a company that's that's growing brick by brick and from the ground up that I've been with since day one. And I also want to thank the listeners, um, the people that interact with us on Twitter. Getting a little sappy right now, but... It's been like the coolest thing that I've ever been a part of in my professional career. And it's not even close. And you're talking about a kid that quit high school football sophomore year, never went to the games with the kids, you know, that I grew up playing in peewee with and, and little league football, I transferred schools, never really went to the games or anything like that. And I've been a Notre Dame fan my whole life. And I always had an eye on NIU because it was a close team. I obviously remember the Garrett Wolf days and stuff like that. But at many points this season, my love for uh, the Huskies has superseded my love for Notre Dame. And a lot of that has to do with this show. A lot of that has to do with the people that have made this show what it is. And it's been talked about on the live show. And I really think that the sense of community around NIU athletics is in a very, very good spot. And I can't be grateful enough. Uh, it is senior night for me as well, as lame as that sounds. Um, I will probably be a little sad uh, in the box as it'll be my, for right now, We, as we know, it could be my last game covering the team at Husky Stadium. I'm already working on travel for Detroit, obviously, I'm just going to drive there. My shitbox Chevy. I do not anticipate staying at the same hotel, though. My God, I will not stay at that hotel. Try and find something a little bit nicer that's not too hard on the pockets. But, yeah, I mean, to just kind of wrap things up, I'm excited for the rest of this season. I'm excited to see what's next for myself and my professional career. And... If it isn't me on the mic next year, if it isn't me moving forward, I'm excited to handpick the next person that's going to be leading NIU coverage for this company. And I want to insert like the Jordan Belfort not leaving gift if I, if I end up doing it again next year, but that's going to be determined at a later date. Other than that, stay tuned. We're going to be back with you guys next week to wrap up the Western Michigan game. And then we're going to have two more live shows. Uh, we will also have the live show uh, before MAC championship and before the bowl game. So those dates and those guests will be announced at a later date. But again, as always, uh, if this was your first episode, welcome to the show. We would really appreciate you uh, for choosing us to get your NIU news from. Uh, we appreciate the listen. Be on the lookout, like I said, for our episode next week to recap the regular season and the Western Michigan game. And then, like I said, stay tuned. We're going to have the coverage coming to you guys. NIU men's soccer uh, was able to be was able to come out on top yesterday against Oakland. They traveled to Pittsburgh. Their flight left at 7 a.m. this morning. So be prepared for as much as I can uh, watch and cover on that. I'll keep you guys posted. And... In other news, NIU dropped, I wouldn't say like a heartbreaker against Missouri last night, but 
a game that they had to lead in the second half, and they were within a couple possessions of most of the game. The offense just really uh, siphoned out at the end of the game. So it is what it is. It was a Power 5 opponent. Missouri's a good basketball team, and we are getting to be a good basketball team. We're just kind of finding our, our identity right now. Other than that, there's no news. Uh, if you are going to Detroit, slide us a DM, slide us a message. We'd love to uh, get in on any of the activities before the game or after the game with uh, fellow NIU students and alumni and, and fans. And uh, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. Maybe I do like a, a little goofy pregame solo because I am probably going to be traveling up there solo. But I will say this, and I know we've gotten, we've tried to close this out like six times. I'm terrible at it, but I talked to Ethan and unfortunately for him, he's not going to be going up there with the company that he works for. I think he's still going to go to the game. His girlfriend's part of the color guard and she'll be performing and he's still a huge NIU fan and, and loves the, uh, the people that are a part of this program. And if we win the MAC championship, we're going to get together for one last episode, as we should. Um, obviously, you guys know he's he's working at WREX, so he's able to capitalize off uh, doing a podcast and writing articles and getting his degree, and now he has a, a real gig doing it. But we're still, like, the best of friends. We still talk almost every day. And it's crazy because he – brought it up to me but I had been thinking about it for a few days already before that so it became about as cut and dry of a scenario as there is so be on the lookout for that the return of Ethan for uh hopefully a Mac championship celebration episode but for the 85th and final time shout out to Trayvon Rudolph the fastest man in the entire universe I will be closing out this episode I got to get ready for work get ready for my weekend Keep an eye on that Kent State and Miami of Ohio game as the winner of that game will be who we play. But I got nothing else for you guys. Control what you can control. Let's get this 1-0 this week done. And go Huskies. Yeah. I got drink of living laps in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drink of living laps in the kitchen whipping magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. Start, start. I ain't asking now for nothing. I took the heart away. 12 put me over coming with the... They took my heart away, heart away, heart away, heart away, heart away. Jumping in heart.